but share that knowledge. Teach these young guys because there's such a flood of, of new, new officers coming in to all of our departments. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Squadron. If this is your first time joining us, thanks for being here. The Squadron is the only podcast about health and fitness specifically for law enforcement officers and first responders. And I used to say that we did this uh, all over the world or uh, all across the country, uh, but recently uh, looking at uh, the people that are downloading it literally is all around the world. We've been downloaded in over 10 countries uh, at this point, uh, and uh, lots of interesting places. And thank you for that support. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. We tackle any subject that leads to better health, better relationships, and more mindfulness uh, for uh, peace officers, and all done within the paradigm of being in law enforcement. All these things are achievable for any of us. And today's guest is absolute proof that that is true. My guest today is Sergeant Brian Watkins of the Costa Mesa Police Department. Now, I give you that title, but that is probably the least interesting thing about Brian. Despite his 20 years of service to that city, he's got so much going on that he uh, can't help but be an inspiration to anybody that's going to listen to this conversation that we had. He is uh, a couple years older than me, and he's uh, we're both fathers. We're both sergeants and veteran officers, though he's got almost more than twice the amount of time on that I do. Uh, we both live uh, in California, but that's about where our similarities end. Well, we both do CrossFit, but uh, when I say do CrossFit, I'm going to use air quotes because this guy is a two-time games athlete in the master's division in his age group, 40 to 45, and he's also been to regionals three separate years. Uh, under the team division. So he's competed at that extremely high level uh, for quite some time. Now, CrossFit Games athlete, uh, sergeant at a, at a good-sized department in California, you might think that uh, your normal person will be done, but no. Brian is also an entrepreneur, though he downplays that, and he kind of shrugs it off as no big deal. But he is an entrepreneur, and he owns his own business, which happens to be uh, CrossFit RxD in Anaheim, California. He's one of the co-owners there, and he's had that gym for several years. So uh, he works shifts. He's got kids or kid. He's got a young son. Uh, he's got a relationship with his wife. He uh, continues to uh, exceed at a high athletic level. And he's in his mid-40s. So it was a great conversation about how do you achieve that. And what my big takeaways were was that, Brian, it's not that big a deal. Uh, he just has designed his life, and I think that's probably the key, is lifestyle design, so that when he uh, makes, uh, so that his decisions are kind of made for him, meaning so he just kind of eats clean and then he doesn't have to worry about his meal prep because his meal prep are his leftovers. And he doesn't sweat about not getting to the gym every day because he knows that he's got other obligations. And when he does get to the gym, there's no doubt that he goes, he goes hard and he's got a couple hours and he's got the support of his wife. And we'll talk about all those things. But Brian was someone who, though he did high school sports, uh, wasn't the gung-ho hardcore athlete that a lot of the successful or high-level CrossFitters were. So many of these guys and gals uh, left college sports at a high level and were looking for something different and then succeeded when they found uh, CrossFit. Brian's motivation was much like my motive. It was the exact same motivation, actually. He, uh, af after experiencing a couple years of good fitness after the academy, started to uh, put on weight and started to get a little bit uh, sluggish and lazy, like so many of us, myself included, do. And he just kind of said enough. He didn't want to uh, get to that place. He's not a, um, I don't think he's a constant, he, his, his, his mind is not constantly on working out or fitness. He's got so many things going on. It just can't be. So uh, to see a guy who, who uh, and I mean this as a compliment, normal, he's a normal guy, with normal obligations, normal uh, stressors of life. And he just kind of ends up designing his life in a way that makes him uh, compete at that level. And with that level of fitness is, uh, is pretty inspirational. So 
no doubt Brian's an inspiring guy. Um, also one of the most gracious and, and, and all around good guys we've had on the show, although they've all been fantastic. Uh, so excited for you guys to hear directly from Brian about his routines, his outlook, and what's important to him. Uh, it's a great conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. Also, while we have you, before we get to Brian, go to thesquadroom.net and sign up for the newsletter. You'll get first uh, information or first, uh, you'll be the first one notified when a, a new episode comes out. Uh, and we're getting better about uh, making sure that that's the case. And a lot of exciting stuff coming up for the show and a couple future episodes. Uh, you'll be seeing some, hopefully seeing some changes. I've had some amazing conversations over the last two weeks that I can't wait to uh, to bring to you. So all good things. If you ever want to reach out, squadroompodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Twitter and Instagram also at the squadroom. All right, so here we go. Here's Brian. All right, Brian, thank you for being on the squadroom. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Gary. Yeah, this is, uh, we've, uh, I, I shot you an email a long time ago, and uh, you were one of the first people I knew about that I thought when I started this I wanted uh, to have on. Oh, wow. Thank um, you. Not, to sa- not to sound like a stalker, <laughs> um, but uh, you've got a lot of the same, uh, we've, we have a lot of the same uh, job responsibilities, uh, and we'll get to that in a second, but also you have uh, succeeded in a lot of ways that I think the audience uh, for this episode or for this this podcast is going to get a lot of information out of. So you were definitely someone I wanted to talk to you. So, so thanks for that. Well, thank uh, let's start with your day job. What do you, what do you do? Tell, tell everyone what you do. Yeah, I'm a, a traffic sergeant for the city of Costa Mesa police department. Been there uh, 20 years. Uh, been a sergeant for, I don't know, I guess around the last seven years. And uh, I'm just finishing my third year in the traffic detail. And for people who don't know where Costa Mesa is, uh, can you give a little background on the size of the city or the size of the department? Sure. Uh, well, we're located in Orange County, California. Uh, probably nearest cities that people know about would be like Newport Beach, Huntington Beach. We're just inland from Newport. Um, uh, 16 square miles, you know, got a population, probably 150,000 people or something like that. Uh, how many officers, officers do you have? Well, uh <laughs> It's ever it's smaller these days. Oh, yeah, we, we've uh, you know our agency, like a lot of agencies, has uh, um, had some struggles in the last time. Ours, you know, uh, have been hi- highly publicized at least in this area, and um, we've uh, I think at the top, you know, probably you know maybe ten years ago we had 160 officers, uh, really robust uh, uh, details, and uh, over the last years due to you know, numerous things, uh, including kind of like, I guess, the city political climate. Uh, we're down to, at one point, we were at 100 able bodies. So we were down nearly a third of our, our sworn body. So we're slowly building back. I mean, I'm, I'm in charge of uh, our traffic detail, which also includes, uh, you know, our parking enforcement and our animal control. Um, and currently, we, we have uh Three traffic officers, meaning for um, accident investigations and enforcement. At one time, we had uh, 18. So that just tells you how small we've, we, you know, we've really shrunk uh, those areas. So, wow, you challenge. guys are. Yeah, yeah, we're the same way. We, my department, we, uh, uh, I'm a sheriff's department, of course, but we, uh, we don't have deputies in the jail. We have custody deputies there, but so you go straight to patrol. But we had. I think when I started, we had over 340 deputies, mm-hmm. and we're down under, well under 300. I think close to 250 now. Yeah, it's pretty it's, brutal. It's a challenge, but I think a lot of a lot of agencies are facing that. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. So okay, so that's your day job. Uh, we've established you're a cop, just like uh, just like me and the vast majority of the people that listen to this show. Uh, what is your? Uh, I don't want to call it a side gig because it's a full time job uh, in itself. But what else do you do? Uh, I'm, uh, uh, one of the owners of CrossFit RXD. We're in Anaheim, California, and, uh, we've been in business for five plus years. Currently got about 225 members. Uh, so we've got a nice, uh, a nice business going on that, you know, I really enjoy. I, I've taken on the role of more of a general manager of the gym. So I'm kind of in charge of all of our staff and, um, you know, dealing with, 
you know, work schedules and things of that nature. And I still coach a, uh, one night a week. I go in and I coach about three, four classes. Okay. So you've got uh, shift work going on. You've got a second full-time career. Uh, you have kids, right? Uh, yeah. you're, you're a father. I have a little four-year-old boy, um, that we were lucky enough to adopt, uh, um, and uh, we're just so blessed to have him in our life, especially as I'm I'm 43, so we have a four-year-old. Um, yeah, and that, and then just uh, training to be, you know, a CrossFit athlete myself. Right. So that's my next question: is uh, uh, you have a, a really impressive uh, resume when it comes to uh, the games and regionals and that. Uh, and and being a, a master's athlete and a team athlete, can I don't want to get your resume wrong. Can you tell everybody what your history is with uh, com- competition? Well, let's see. Um, I've competed in every regional since 2010. Uh, give or uh, take, a, actually remove 2012. Actually, I was injured. I qualified, but I had to back down because I uh, tore my my labrum and my shoulder. So uh, 2010, uh, individual, uh, regional athlete, 11, regional athlete, 12, qualified. But again, I was out injured. Uh, 13, let's see, what happened 13? I'm sorry, I'm getting all these numbers confused now. Uh, 13 games, I went to the games as a master's athlete. Uh, In 13, 14, I went to the games as a master's athlete. I also competed on our regional teams uh, both those years as well, in 13 and 14 at uh, our regional. And in 14, I was really fortunate enough. I uh, podiumed and took third place uh, at the CrossFit Games as a master's athlete. Uh, most recently this year, um, I I had I had a good, really good year of 2015 going for me. I competed in OC Throwdown. I took third at Wadapalooza in, uh, in the master's division. Uh, and I finished the Open in fourth place worldwide. But, uh, um, you know, we had some some family issues. My dad uh, has cancer, and it kind of came up, uh, the whole thing kind of, I guess the tidal wave came right around that time, and I just knew that I just couldn't, you know, train and put the time and energy in that would be needed to, you know, not only qualify but train for the games. So I just I stepped down uh, right after they opened. And I actually comp- still competed on our on our team that year, though. But for, for me, I don't know, it's a uh, team is, it's pretty. Uh, it's a little more relaxed. It takes a lot of training still, but it's not as much, uh, I guess, mental energy uh, that mm-hmm. goes into being on a team. So the last two, those two years, you did the team and individual at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. For so thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen was all. Uh, I was on regional teams and then also doing uh, individual stuff. What? Uh, what? So what's your plan for twenty sixteen? Have you thought about that yet? I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, it was really kind of nice to have a summer off. Um, just the, it, it's really hard when you go to the games and, uh, you know, I mean, that sounds, I don't know, that sounds stupid, I guess, because so many people, that's their dream to go and do that. And it was mine. And, it, you know, it's an amazing accomplishment. But um, it's funny, after regionals ends and all your training teammates that were on your team together, uh, that ends, they all stop kind of training so intently. And you still have like, almost what, uh, May, June, July, you almost have two and a half, three months of training that you're just doing by yourself, uh, you know, day in and day out and just so focused on that. It's, it's really tiresome and, uh, it takes a lot of energy and a lot away from your family. So it was a nice break this year, even though we, you know, the reason for it was because of my dad. Um, but we still were able to, you know, it was still nice to, um, you know, have some time with family. We went on a vacation with my dad. We took him to Hawaii during that time, which I wouldn't have been able to do. Um, and just, just kind of slowed down a bit. Took a, took some, I guess some, sometimes, uh, when things happen in your family, you just got to look at things and kind of reprioritize some things. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, if, if you can't recognize those things when they happen, then, um, you're not living that full life. Um, you're not. You, you can't focus on just fitness. Nobody can. No. Uh, it has to. Your family is obviously a, port, a a big, big part of that. So, how did you get into CrossFit? Huh. Uh, well, um, I like a lot of uh, you know your officers and, and deputies are listening right now. You know, uh, fit coming out of the academy, feeling good. You know, um, 
still did a few things, uh, you know, did some running, a lot of just kind of would go out running. I would be on our Baker to Vegas team and some things like that, maybe hit the 24-hour fitness. Uh, But, you know, I just got tired and lazy um, and, uh, you know, went in the detective bureau. And by the time I was out of there, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was feeling it. I was not in very good shape. And my wife, she was going to the gym like two hours a, a night doing spin classes and stuff at the 24 hour. And then uh, uh, her friend got her to go to a, the CrossFit class with her at a local place, a local box. And she said, I think you really like this. It's really, you know, has a competitive atmosphere. And I was a former uh, wrestler and, uh, um, you know, I had gone to her to a spin class with her because she thought I might like that too. But of course I didn't. I thought that was horrible. And I said, Hey, I hope this isn't going to be like your spin class again. Cause that was, I'm not, I wasn't into that, but I did go to the, the CrossFit class and, you know, I obviously enjoyed it. And it just, for some reason it just spoke to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know as a, as a wrestler, you know, I was never into big team sports. I played team sports as, as a young man in high school, but, uh, you know, I was always a smaller guy, uh, still not that big, but, uh, um, so I always took to individualized sports, so daddy. it just kind of spoke to me. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my little one. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, he's a big talker. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it just, uh, you know, it spoke to me, and, you know, as they say, the rest is history, and I uh, uh, just really got into it from there. So, uh can I tell you a fun, my my spin class experience? Oh yeah, let's hear. So 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 I used to live in Los Angeles way back before I was in law enforcement. I lived in West Hollywood, right by that big Crunch Gym, uh, it La Cienega or so. Anyway, uh, oddly enough, one of the spin instructors was Bob Harper uh, from The Biggest yeah. Loser. He used to do spin classes there. And it being in West Hollywood, you would have actors and actresses come in all the time. Uh, I remember I would I was brushing my teeth once next to Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. And, Carmen Electra would wow. be on the squat machine. It was that kind of place, uh-huh. right? So I go into a spin class. I give it a shot. And uh, do you know uh, the actress Lily Sobieski? At the, t- at the time, this was 10, 12 years ago, she was kind of a hot uh, young actress. Uh-huh. Uh, did you? I think I lost you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're cutting out a little bit. But what, what actress were you saying? Okay. Lily Sobieski. Okay. So kind of a young up and comer. So she's in the spin class and she happens to be on the, the bicycle in front of me. And Talk about motivation. Uh, so distraction. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an avid or at the time was an avid mountain biker and road cyclist. So I'm used to bikes that I have a free will, right? So meaning that when you stop pedaling, they stop or you can stop your pedals. And uh, we're in the spin class and I'm doing, you know, we're doing the up and down and back and up and down and back. And I got a little distracted and I stopped and pause for a second, not realizing that the pedals were not going to stop with me. And I actually got tossed off the spin bike into (laughs) and crashed. I am the, I'm probably the only person who's ever crashed a spin bike, uh, (laughs) sending it over (laughs) on the side and embarrassing myself in front of uh, a young little starlet. Anyway, totally off. That was a good introduction though. Hi, by the way. Yeah. If if I was, if I was smoother, I could have popped right up and you know, meant to do that. (laughs) I meant to do that. Yeah. All right, so uh, you wrestled. Was that in uh, high school or? Uh, yeah, or, uh, yeah, I just wrestled yeah. in high school. And were you uh, like a gym guy? I mean, it doesn't sound like you were really that, like, you weren't a buys and tries and back. And No, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed that, you know, as a young man, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, you know, uh, like a lot of people, motivated by Arnold Schwarzenegger back then and, you know, looking at his training program and, you know, doing some of that stuff and bodybuilding a little bit. And, you know, I still went to the gym, but, uh, but it wasn't like, it didn't motivate me, you know, it just like, right. just mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of people who um, do get into CrossFit, you see that, you know, just going to the gym and um, lifting some things and going on the, the elliptical, it just kind of get, it got tiring. It didn't speak to me. It didn't really engage Daddy. me. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Uh, but then also, you know, it just, and, and whatever that is, for each person, obviously, for me, it's CrossFit. For someone else, it might be, uh, you know, road biking or, or or whatever it is. You know, as long as you find something, uh, a fitness program or routine that just speaks to you and that you're going to be able to do, 
you know, week in and week out. And, uh, and you know, you're going to be able to continue to motivate yourself and to, I guess, develop as an athlete. I think that's, that's all that matters, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So coming out of the detective area, you said, and being out of shape to the point where you're at now, uh, strikes me that consistency is a is obviously a big big factor in that. How do you stay consistent given all the things that you have going on in your life? Uh oh. Um well, I mean obviously it takes a lot of sacrifice, but when you find a program or or something that you enjoy, I I don't think it, it it's not as much sacrifice so to speak. So it's not like I'm like, "Oh, I got to go to the gym." I mean, there are days for everyone, I guess, and there are days for me where I'm not as motivated or or, or whatnot, but I, you know, I just really like to get in there. I, I, I guess I'm, you know, uh, you know, we all get addicted to those endorphins and stuff that, that get flowing through our body. Um, uh, I enjoy the level. I just enjoy the competition. You know, at first it started, I just wanted to be the top guy in my gym and, and beat everybody and, you know, whatever the case may be and in the daily workout. And, uh, and now it's just, it's gotten so much more. And so especially as a business owner as well, you know, I just feel like I'm, I feel that's a pressure there as well because I feel like I'm kind of the face of our gym in the competitive realm at least. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like I let people, would let people down if I just kind of just walked away from it or I let myself fall apart or, or, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, people, uh, you know, I never thought about this or did did it for this reason, but it, it, you know, just like yourself, it's like, you know, it's pretty amazing when people, um, you know, reach out to you that you don't know and, you know, find, t- seek motivation or find motivation in you in myself, uh, and the things that I've done. Um, so that makes me feel really good and, um, uh, motivating our clients, uh, to be competitive or, um, whether that's outside the gym or just inside the gym and, and reach their personal goals. I, 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 I that's a sense of accomplishment for myself. Uh, so there's a lot of different factors that keep me going. Um, obviously, uh, you know, probably the most important would be, you know, my family that I couldn't do this if my wife, uh, wasn't supportive of me and didn't, um, stand behind me and everything I did. And, you know, there's days where she, you know, she'd much rather me stay home and, and do some stuff around the house and be with them. And, but she's, you know, very understanding and, uh, she does CrossFit herself and uh, she's one of, uh, our co-owners. Uh, so, um, you know, she enjoys it as well. So it's, I don't think I could ever do this if my wife wasn't an avid CrossFitter by any stretch of the word. Uh, there's just no way she'd let me, uh, you know, I, I, or not let me, but, or I could have that. No, that's what I'm married to. That's what you meant. Okay. You're right. <laughs> but now um, it's, it's hard, especially with our boy getting a little, you know, he's older and four and, and, you know, like you said, what's ahead in 2016, I'm still contemplating, you know, what's going to happen. Right now, I'm just doing the Wadapalooza qualifier. You know, I'm not sure if I'll go to Miami or not. Even if I do qualify, uh, I haven't decided just yet. I'll make that decision later. But um, it's just a nice little test to see, you know, kind of where I'm at and stuff. And uh, um, so we'll see. But, you know, when your son's getting older, uh, you, you've got kids yourself, Garrett. So yep. when they get into sports and stuff, my son does Taekwondo right now and, uh, we want to do T-ball. So it's like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to miss things. So I, I've got to figure out how I'm going to balance things and, and how I do that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if any of us know when it comes to the kids and all of that. You just, you just you do man. figure it out. You yeah. really just do it. And, you know, and a lot of people ask me, you know, how, how do you balance all these things? Like, how do you do a gym and work and, and your family and stuff? And I don't know. You just find a way. You just, you know, you just have to be pretty darn organized and, you know, I've got to, you know, that when I have a routine, it works really cool because my family knows what to expect and they know when I'm at the gym and when I'm not at the gym. It's when things change. Like last week, my son was sick. So, uh, you know, that throws everything off, you know, of course. And when, when other things come up that throw off your schedule, that's when you're like, ah, oh, you know, our whole routine got screwed up this week and uh, it kind of throws things out, makes things a little chaotic. But you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, I like to have that routine and I know like, these are the nights I go to the gym. These are the nights, you know, I'm with my family and, and this, you know, this is what I got to do here and there. So you really treat, uh, you kind of, it sounds like you schedule everything and then you kind of anticipate out 
you can, you, the family and you can anticipate uh, what what's to be expected. Yeah, them. yeah, and I mean, my job's pretty. I'm pretty lucky with my job, and uh, you know, I, I work. We work four tens, so I got Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays off. So Mondays I coach and I train at the gym. Uh, Tuesdays I usually go in to work late. I have a kind of flex my day that start a little bit later that day because I got to take my son to school, and then uh, usually I'm at the gym. You know, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then on Saturday mornings I go in with with my wife. So. I'm only getting in four days. I mean, you know, when I was training hard for the games, it was five days. So, but right now I'm actually finding some nice balance. And one thing I've learned actually in the in last several years is that uh, overtraining is is not good. I mean, training too much is worse than I think training uh, not training enough. Because the last uh, few years, especially going in the games, I, I, I just I was overtraining. I was getting I was hurting myself in training and. Uh, each year I limped into the games with some kind of an injury bothering me just from doing it too much. And uh, last year, uh, even though I didn't go to the games, uh, one of my fellow owners, he programmed for me, um, and he was really conscious of that since he was in-house. Um, you know, he knew me. He knows me obviously very well. And uh, that was one of the things that we really focused on was, hey, this hurts, you know, or this is bothering me. Okay, well, let's not do that or let's change that or let's take an extra day off. And and uh, and then last year I had my best open finish and fourth. So, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. you got to let your body, you know, recover. And you've got to let, especially once you become, you know, you kind of get hit that 40 wall, so to speak. You know, you got to, you know, be careful, be cognizant of that and, and give yourself a little more recovery. So I, I uh, that's interesting because I guess I just assumed you were doing two or three a days in preparation for the games. You're you're re- and and every day or six days a week. You're really not doing it's impossible. That. You can't you yeah. can't sustain that. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, if I didn't have a job, yeah, sure, I could train. I'd train five days a week, two sessions a day, and you know, and obviously I'd probably kill, either kill myself or I'd be even even in better shape and stronger, but. You know, let's be real. I mean, who who can do that? I mean, besides, you know, professional athletes. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, and I think that's what everyone has to realize. Hey, we're we're not professional athletes necessarily. We have other responsibilities, and you know, I mean, we've got to take care of we got to take care of our priorities first. Our you know, take care of uh, family. Then I got to make sure I take care of that job because that takes care of my family. Then after that, then you know, then I train and then I do the gym and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I train about, you know, I'm in the gym probably two and a half, three hours when I do train. So, I mean, I get a lot in, uh, but, you know, I do take those, you know, only doing that uh, four days a week. So what was the decision like to open your own box? Um, you, you found CrossFit and you got into it that way. And then um, that's a big leap, uh to become an affiliate. Well, I'm I'm a pretty conservative guy, and I wouldn't have done it, and I didn't do it uh, actually. Uh, I was at our old gym, uh, and my partner now he's also he's also in law enforcement up here, and he said, you know, we kind of outgrew our coach our our gym. Uh, you know, I went on to to the, my first regional. And I was training myself at the time, and I only had like a year of CrossFit under my belt. I really was kind of figuring it out, as we all were back in the day, back in 2010, 2009, when it just was starting. No one knew what the hell they were doing for the most part. Uh, You know, we were all kind of finding our way, and and me and him were just training together. We weren't getting any coaching from the gym at the time uh, because we had kind of advanced past that. Uh, So he said, hey, I'm going to go open my own gym. And I said, well, you're crazy. What are you thinking? You know, you've got a new baby and you're in police work. When are you going to have time to run a business? You know, just like a lot of people say. Uh, He said, well, I'm going to go do it anyways. And said, have fun. (laughs) And I really didn't take that leap with him at the time. I was, you know, really conservative. And uh, he went and did that. And, you know, of course, I ended up going over there and training with him. and, And, you know. Just like anything else, all of a sudden I started helping him, and all of a sudden I'm doing more and more with him, and my wife's helping him and coaching, and I'm coaching his, at his gym now. And the next thing you know, uh, I just said, hey, you know what? Um, 
how about we just, you know, at the beginning stages, you know, you don't have hardly any members. So, you know, we just kind of worked sweat equity to kind of become, uh, build, uh, our, our partnership with him and, um, and him and uh, our other owner. Uh, yeah, they welcomed us in. And so we really have a three-way partnership, uh, with my wife and then the two other owners. And, uh, it's been great ever since. That's great. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit because uh, a large part of what we talk about is like nutrition um, and the importance of that. Do you follow or prescribed paleo or zone or, or how do you kind of approach your, your food? Well, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, I, I would laugh and say, Hey, I, I, I work out so I can eat whatever I want. You know what I mean? And I would eat terribly, you know, whatever I really wanted to um, and then I realized, hey, if I want to make the next step in a competitive atmosphere, I have to, you know, that's the, I'm training hard, but that's the area that's the weak link. I got to clean up what I'm eating. So me and my wife started um, on a zone uh, diet. Uh, we just went zone hardcore for, you know, a month or, or two. Uh, and we shed all that unwanted uh, body fat. And then we just kind of said, okay, we kind of understand, uh, you know, what's going on here with our food. And, you know, we got, became less restrictive, uh, but we still kind of, we, we, we basically, generally my wife, she's, she's basically our gym sports nutritionist. She's gone and got a couple different certifications. She does uh, meal programming, uh, nutrition programming for our members and consultations. So she's kind of developed her skills in that area, and in turn, uh, I gained the benefit of uh, having all this wonderful food around the house uh, to eat. I mean, I still am pretty relaxed. I mean, I'm not uh, hardcore about anything, so to speak, uh, but, you know, I recognize when I start to stray away, and I pulled myself back um, and try to stay kind of in line with, with basically basic healthy eating, you know, a lot more fruits and vegetables, a lot less, uh, you know, breads and pastas and rice. However, the one thing I changed in last year, um, in going to the games those last couple of years, I realized that I'm just, the, I'm, I was like the puny guy out there. I was always the smallest guy. I went into the, uh, I went into probably 13 and 14 games weighing 165 pounds. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not very not tall. I'm like five nine, so it's a pretty lean, lean uh, body composition for me. Uh, and I always I struggle. I don't do well at the tests of strength. Obviously, when you weigh 165, you got to have mass to move mass. So one of the things last year is I, you know, kind of talked with my wife a little bit and looked did some reading and kind of decided I wanted to gain a little a little body weight and uh, you know have it be the right kind of body weight muscle. So. Um, change my diet a little bit where I'm eating a lot more, uh, after big training sessions, I eat a lot more rice and potatoes and meat. So, you know, generally after a big, uh, a big training session, I'll literally have half my plates, rice or, or sweet potatoes. And then the other half's just meat, uh, and protein. So, um, kind of loosened up that realm, eating a lot more of, of kind of those carbohydrates and, I'm up to like 180 pounds now, so uh, it's worked. So basically in less than a year, I've gained 15 pounds now. Uh, it makes pull-ups a lot harder and body weight stuff a little <laughs> bit harder, but um, I'm feeling a lot stronger, so it's nice. Wow. Do you uh, prep meals to take to work, or how, what's your diet or meal situation when you're working? Because that's tough. Yeah, no, it totally is, especially shift work. Luckily, I, you know um, – I'm in the office a lot, uh, you know, uh, I've, I'm the only traffic sergeant, so I'm reviewing all the traffic reports for our entire department, all the DUIs, all the uh, accident investigation reports for the entire department. So I'm in there uh, in the office quite a bit. So it's nice. I, I'm able to bring, I do bring my lunches quite a bit. Uh, you know, I'm having a lot of our, I eat a lot of leftovers uh, from the healthy meals my wife's making. Um, and she does a lot of meal prep. So um, a lot of hard-boiled eggs in the morning and uh, steel-cut oats for breakfast, 
with fruit and then in the afternoon I'm just, you know, for lunch, I'm just eating, you know, a lot of the things that, that she's packing. So, uh, I mean, I pack my own lunch, but, uh, that she's, she's made, she does a lot of food prep during the week cause she likes to bring, uh, she coaches our gym in the morning. So she'll like bring a lot of food and bring her own meal prep. So I just kind of jump on that and eat whatever she's prepping. What about, um, supplements or, uh, some of the other things that a lot of people are taking or trying to take. Do you do, have anything that's part of your regimen? Uh, I probably over supplement uh, a little bit. You know, I you know I know a healthy diet's going to cover most of that stuff, but um, you know I truly believe in fish oil first off for anyone. You know, I just take a multivitamin every day. I take my fish oil fish oil uh, morning and night. I probably over uh, fish oil to be honest with you. Um, you know, and then just wanting to gain size in this last year, uh, I've uh, started with doing creatine, being really, uh, um, I guess, disciplined and taking it because you really got to take it every single day, even on your days off. You know, when you don't work out, you got to keep that loaded. So uh, taking creatine, uh, and then of course after I work out, I'm, I'm always taking a, a protein and a carbohydrate supplement to, you know, help me bounce back and. Uh, I guess I just started the carbohydrate supplementation in the last year or two. So, um, you know, that's it for the most part. I, I do take a joint supplement also, just uh, having torn my, my shoulder, which it's still torn. You know, labrum doesn't heal itself unless you have surgery. Um, uh, you know, I do take a joint supplement to try to, you know, kind of help with that and keep my joints, you know, operating the best I can. Is that like a glucosamine chondroitin kind of thing or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically a multi-pack. I take like, it's called Animal Flex, uh, um, and it's got, you know, basically all those different things um, in it, uh, as well as some, some things to help with, uh, you create uh, additional joint fluid. Um, so, I mean, it's hard to, you know, we keep damaging all this cartilage and stuff, so we got to try to help build it back as best we can. Uh Fish oil is something I try to be really consistent with too, uh, and uh, my doctor agrees. But do you, it, it's, it seems to be very uh, individualized. Who, what uh, brands? Do you have a particular brand that you like that you stick with, or you, does it matter to you? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've taken everything from Costco uh, brand to um, uh, Pure Pharma brand. I, I mean, I've taken a bunch of different stuff, and honestly, just bang for your buck, I, I. Have probably for over a year or more taking Muscle Farm. Um, they it's very affordable, less than fifteen dollars a bottle for ninety capsules, and um, you know they've uh, they actually show what the uh, EPA and the DHA level, uh, the fatty acid levels are in them, and it's pretty high per tablet. It's about a co- a total of seven hundred uh, milligrams. So you know we're that's good. From what I've read, we're, we're trying to shoot for anywhere from uh, two to four, two to three thousand milligrams uh, of the fatty acid uh, combination. So I take three in the morning and three in the afternoon. So I'm taking about four thousand milligrams of, of fatty acids. No fish burps. Not at all. I, I've never oh, once that's good. felt that. One time I took that liquid fish oil that I got free. You know, you get all these when you go to these comps, they give you all this you know, these free products and stuff or these samples. And one was a liquid uh, fish oil and I'd run out of my muscle farm. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take this because I have it, you know. Oh, my God. I got You got some of it on your fingers and my hands smelled like fish all day. It was so gross. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> that's, it. Yeah, that's the worst part about uh, the fish oil is if you get a brand that gives you the burps like that. And it's like, I did not want to feel like I ate salmon oh, at 6 a.m. So gross. <laughs> I've never had that issue with capsules, though. Some people might, but I, I've never had that problem. I still do, but I've, I'll, I'll check out the Muscle Farm ones because the Pure Farmer, the what I've been using, and then I've, I've had It's no really expensive. That's the only issue with they Pure are. Pharma. It's just too expensive, especially when I'm taking six a day. I just, I, uh, it's too much. Plus, we yeah, sell it like, at the gym, so I just, I just steal it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're an owner. Yeah. You can, you can do that. So you you do a lot of programming. You've done programming for yourself and for the gym. You uh, is there uh, if you were to program for cops, is there any difference in how you would program? I know CrossFit's kind of the general uh, physical preparedness. Would you change that at all for law enforcement specifically, or do you think that the like the the main site is appropriate? 
You know, I've always told people that I think um, CrossFit's the best uh, exercise regiment for first responders. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing prepares you for having to go run and chase down somebody carrying uh, all that weight on our our hips and uh, that from the belt. And then once you do catch them, having to get into some kind of physical struggle with someone to get them in handcuffs. Uh, you know, uh, that's a cross, I mean, that just sounds like a CrossFit workout right there. You know, you're running, running and you're coming in, you're doing deadlifts and some burpees. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, it's just designed for law enforcement. So I, I, you know, I I don't think, uh, you have to change anything. I think, uh, you know, if you've joined a a good gym and, uh, they've got a nice program, a strength and conditioning program, uh, I think you're golden. I mean, I don't, I don't follow main site. I haven't followed main site since I probably my first year in, in CrossFit. I mean, I have all the respect for CrossFit and HQ and everything they do. But, um, you know, one thing we've learned uh, is that uh, at our gym in the last five years is that we don't want to break anybody. I don't like I don't like when clients who are our friends because, you know, it's such a tight community who they get they get hurt. I mean, injury is going to happen. Uh, but if we can do things to prevent it, um, such as uh, toning down the volume of, uh, you know, especially sh- uh, repetitions that we're going to do with our shoulders, uh, too many pull-ups and things like that when your body's not really ready for it, um, even if when, when your body's ready for it, uh, you know, uh, you just got to be careful of that. So uh, if you're going to join a gym, to everybody out there in podcast world, uh, you know, look at what they program and, and go back and look at their blog and see what they do and ask them about that. Ask them about injuries and, and things of that nature. Cause I mean, injuries are going to happen. We can't, you know, sometimes you can't guard against that, but you can guard against that a little bit in your programming. And that's one thing that we've learned over the years is just, um, just to kind of try to save those shoulders and stuff. Have you, uh, had the experience of, of other officers from your department or people you meet uh, in law enforcement coming to you and asking you, you know, to help to help them or to, to or like what are you doing? They're kind of they must be there must be people who are <laughs> senior transition and, and thought well what's he doing? Yeah, you know, um, it's funny though. Uh, there's you know probably only a few people at my work that actually uh, uh, CrossFit. You know, just a handful of them maybe and. Uh, yeah, I've given advice to them, and uh, even one of them that doesn't CrossFit, you know, really kind of sat down, an older uh, guy who's, you know, getting close to retirement, he's probably 48, you know, getting close to 50, and uh, um, kind of really sat down when he was on one of my shifts, and we, he, he came to me, I don't force anything on anyone, especially at work, and uh, we talked about uh, diet and just gave him a lot of uh, information and, and uh, you know details on things he could do personally to kind of change his diet. He was a former like bodybuilder type guy and uh, football player and he just you know had really gotten out of shape and gained a lot of weight and uh, and he followed through. The guy lost 40 pounds and just really I mean it was amazing. It was like a total transformation and uh, I was really proud of him. It, it wasn't nothing necessary that I did. I just gave him the information. He did it all. And, um, uh, you know, uh, so that, that's pretty amazing. But, uh, you know, at work, it's funny, you know, uh, uh, I won the CrossFit or I, you know, podium at the CrossFit games in 14, came back to work and Lieutenant still had crap for you. No one could give a shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) No one even, you know, not even a high five really from anybody. And I'm just like, wow, that was really thanks guys you know uh because to them they 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 just if they're not in you know you're not into it you just don't know and um so it's you know it's kind of fun (laughs) so very different world yeah totally yeah um you know you work in a a good sized department what uh and you you work around a lot of other departments too you've got a lot a lot of agencies there in in your area uh-huh. I guess I don't expect you to know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to uh, throw it out there. What do you think uh, when you see officers that are struggling with weight or that uh, let their fitness go, what do you think is the big hang-up? Is, is there a consistent uh, uh, 
difficulty that they're all facing or a mindset or, um, you know, what is it that you think prevents some officers from, from taking their fitness seriously? Well, well, I mean, I think it's different for a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's just, uh, probably time, family, you know, kids, uh, obviously it's, uh, the choices people make with food. It just surprises me how people don't really know, um, you know, and don't understand what they're putting in their body, how it's harming them. And, uh, you know, eating that garbage, you know, day in, day out, what it's doing to the, to them inside and out. Uh, but really, you know, it drives me nuts. I, 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 don't, I just don't understand how um, in law enforcement we don't have uh, quarterly or, you know, semi-annual uh, fitness qualifiers. We There has to be, I mean, fire department does it. Um, I, I don't understand how the fire department can have uh, uh, fitness requirements for uh, for their profession as first responders. Yet we can just get fat and 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 lazy and not require it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never understood that. I've never understood how guys can just let themselves go like that, or how you know, as an organization or a, a profession, we we don't ask more of our of our people. We ask everything when we hire guys. You know. We ask so much from them uh, to go through all these tests and backgrounds and fitness and this and that um, and the academy. And then once you get hired on, it's like there's no checks and balances there. There's no, you know, nothing to help you or require you to stay in line with that. I, I, I That blows me away. Yeah, me too. It's uh, In fact, I'm, I'm trying to implement a voluntary system or voluntary program at our department where it is it is the, the word voluntary couldn't be in bigger caps you know it's just something where we provide yeah. training and equipment and we provide a space and we provide some knowledge and i'm even getting uh resistance not just uh lack of interest but resistance for risk management fears or those you know they're afraid someone's going to stub their toe when they drop a weight on it and they're going to have to pay for a stubbed toe yeah. versus Versus the thrown back that they're not going to pay for. Yeah. And it's, it's a constant challenge. Well, that's one thing I, I you know, I mean, our, I, so many guys go in, get out, uh, go out early on injuries and there's so many injuries in law enforcement. One of the things I noticed right away uh, when I first started within less than a year is that I didn't have a sore back. My belt around wasn't as uncomfortable as it was before and that's just because I had you know such a st much stronger core and uh, you know that was a that was a big change uh, most a lot of guys and gals out there you know carry on these heavy belts it's terrible on our backs and um, you know but there's something you can do at least you know to to help with that and that's making sure that you know you've got a strong back and you've got a strong core and your 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 body's prepared to to handle that load uh, you know, that's how you're going to, you're going to help yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you with, with 20 plus years in law enforcement, that's a, that's a long time to be of service. Um, you, you have some perspective, I'm sure on the job and, and where we're at right now and what we're doing. Do you, uh, I, I like to ask others sometimes it's kind of a corny question, but what's your favorite part of being uh, or favorite, yeah, favorite part of being a law enforcement officer, or is there is there one after twenty years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know, I think my favorite part is probably just is probably the camaraderie uh, uh, amongst the officers. Um, you know, just having a good team to work with, and and uh, you know, I, I, the brotherhood, so to speak. Um, Obviously, I enjoy. I, you know, I, I'm in this profession because I want to help people, um, uh, and that's always and that's always wonderful to help people and you know get a sense of accomplishment there. I mean, I wouldn't do it for any other reason, but you know, probably the the highlight would be just that that camaraderie and that brotherhood of, of working with the other officers. Something that uh, is paralleled in your gym, I would, I, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. any CrossFit gym has that community you talked about a little bit ago. Of course. Of people and friends, and I, I find those two to be very, uh, very similar. Yeah, I, I supportive. Definitely, 
um, yeah, I mean, the gym community is amazing, and um, I just I take so much pleasure uh, from that. And then you know, and you talked about it as a job. My my gym is a job. It's 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 really we've been fortunate enough. Uh, you know, because it's our second job for me and the other owner, um, you know, it's kind of like our, our boys club, so to speak. It's really just, uh, it's a labor of love and, uh, it's not work, you know, um, it's just something that we really enjoy and we get so much joy out of. And I want our gym to not only look good and have all the newest equipment because I want to use it. And so, because I take such pride in our place and our programming and, uh, you know, I just want to make it the best place. I want this, the time that our members have to be the best hour of their day uh, is when they come in into our gym. Excellent. So uh, you're a supervisor, you're a sergeant, right? So you run a squad of people. And um, I, uh, another question I like to ask other supervisors or sergeants or people, anyone with time on, um, what 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 information we have some people who listen to the show who aren't in law enforcement yet but who uh are anticipating a career right and some of those people are real young and just starting some of those people are looking for a second career what information would you or do you give to that rookie officer do you, is there anything you would say to someone who's just starting out and comes to you and says what do i need to know i'm going to be you in 20 years what do i need to know uh well, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to mentor a lot of, you know, especially from our gym, you know, we get a lot of people that want to go in law enforcement and I always sit down and talk to them about interviewing and, you know, I, obviously you just got to, if you're going to, if before you go in law enforcement, the things you got to make, you got to do is make good decisions in your life. You know, obviously you got to make sure you have that clean background. Uh, you got to find opportunities to uh, gain experience in a related field so that way when you go and interview and go apply for a job, you can kind of uh, relate something that you've done uh, to the job, meaning that whether you go get a smaller job at a police agency or something of that nature, uh, you know, well, I waited tables too, but you don't want to just go there and say, hey, I waited tables. That means I can be a policeman. So, uh, uh, but, you know, nowadays it's so different than when, when I started and, uh, you know, everything just keeps changing. So it's just, it's hard. It's a challenge. I, I I don't know. I'd have to think long and hard on whether I was going to get into law enforcement again. If I was a young man starting out, getting out of college right now, on whether I would go into this profession, given, um, you know, the national uh, feeling about law enforcement uh, and, the, and even the local feeling about law enforcement. Um, I don't know. I think things are cyclical. I think that, you know, I think things will turn around and we'll get back to a more law and order uh, um, positive uh, mind frame. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, and what, and what advice do I give young officers? Jeez. Uh, it's just, I don't know, just use your head, take it slow. Uh, you know, I, I think the one thing that gets young young new officers in trouble the most is just that contempt of cop feeling. Um, you know, and, and it took me a while as a new person, uh, just to have that discipline that when things, you know, say you're a motor cop and you're sitting out there and you're looking for that speeder and sometimes that speeder will come by and that guy's going 90 miles an hour and you think, ah, I want to go chase him, but if I got to go chase him, I got to go 110 miles an hour and I'm going to kill myself, uh, I'll just wait for the next one. You know, uh, we don't always have to catch that guy. We don't always have to um, stick our neck out so far uh, where we're going to risk injuring ourselves or others. Um, you know, we we really have to kind of think about things and make those those split-second decisions. But as a young young person, as a young officer, we just think that, you know, I, I'm I'm drawing a line in the sand, and if you cross this, it's on. You can't draw that line in the sand, especially nowadays. You have to really think about what you're doing and think, is is this the best decision? What's the outcomes? What what what's the outcome going to be at the end of the day? You know, did I just you know did I just force my hand and push myself in a corner where now I can't do anything but, you know, use physical force? Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like. 
Don't become emotional. Just use your head. Don't get emotional. Don't let these guys put people push your buttons and force you in an action that you don't necessarily want to take. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, can I, I want to flip the question a little bit and say, is there any uh, advice or information you would give to a veteran officer that came to you? A veteran officer. Um, it's a different beast than the rookie. Yeah, I mean. totally. Uh, you know, and veterans, you, you've got to just really fight that complacency and fight that, uh, you know, just become jaded uh, a little bit. I think that's that's probably the 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 one thing that you see or the negative uh, an overlying negative issue you might see in, in, in seasoned officers is just that a little bit of being jaded. And I think, uh, um, you know, you have so much you have so much experience and so much knowledge to share you know, take time. You don't have to go out there and make every rest, obviously, and, and, and that's just not going to happen when you're an older guy. Um, but share that knowledge. Teach these young guys because there's such a flood of, of new new officers coming in to all of our departments. Uh, and we really need to share that because um, a few more years, you know, all that, all that, all that knowledge, all that on-the-job uh, years and years of knowledge uh, walks away with you. So if you don't share share things and, and share your knowledge with these young cops. Um, it's going to be lost forever. So, you know, teach those kids, even if they're not, um, even if they're out of training and out probation, just teach these kids, man. And they are kids, by the way. Yeah. No, as, as I get older, they get younger and younger too. <laughs> um, all right. Where can people find you? Uh, I know you're, uh, you're on Instagram and, and Twitter, but can you give out your, uh, where, where can people track you down a little bit? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Wadkins, like uh, workout of the day, W-O-D-K-I-N-S. See, see how I did that right there, Gary? Yeah, it was a I see play that little trick. on CrossFit and my last name. But, which is uh, Wadkins. Yeah, what? Uh, just, which is Wadkins, W-A-D. Yes, yeah, yes, Wadkins. I caught that. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's my Instagram handle. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, but I don't, you know, usually accept everybody. So Instagram, I guess, would be the best. Um, and again, I'm in an, an Anaheim here at CrossFit RxD. Uh, you know, that's our gym. So if anybody's in the area or wants to uh, drop in, love to have you. Uh, always uh, love having law enforcement stop by and. Um, and we're real close to Disneyland. So when people come and visit, uh, they can stop on it. Yeah, that'd be great. I, there's a lot of training in Anaheim too, uh, through yeah. the Orange County Sheriff's. So, uh, next time I'm in Anaheim for training, I'll, I plan to drop in and, and say hello. Love to have you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I, this, uh, Brian, thanks for your time. I think, uh, it's amazing that, uh, you've, you accomplished so much, uh, and you're also pretty nonchalant about it. Um, but that it's also not uh, it, it's, it seems like none of it is, runs your life. Uh, you seem to have achieved the balance of running a gym, being a master's uh, games athlete, being a full time law enforcement officer, being a father. And uh, to me, you're a, this is going to sound cheesy, but you're kind of a success story in how to make it work. Wow. Thank uh, you. Well, I, no, I, I appreciate, appreciate it, and thank you for uh, uh, having me. And you know, I appreciate what you're doing too for with your uh, your podcast, and you know, kind of reaching out there to our brothers and sisters in law enforcement, and and those that want to be, and kind of giving them information on on some of this stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you got to stay humble. Uh, you know. And one thing I didn't even touch about on it, actually, just to kind of in closing here, it, it, you know, is my faith. Obviously, I, I strong, strong faith in Jesus Christ. And I, I think that uh, that balances things out the most. You know, I mean, I think you have to think you have to have your faith in God and 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 and, uh, and your family above all and everything. And if you can keep those things in perspective, the rest of the stuff is just. You know, it's just stuff, and um, because you, you've got you've got some. As long as you got balance in those areas, I think you you're going to be uh, ahead of everybody else. 
Well, I think that's a great note to end on while your, your son obviously needs your attention. Brian, thanks for being with us. All right. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. That was Brian Watkins of Costa Mesa PD, CrossFit RxD, all around good guy, all around fitness uh, fitness phenom. I don't know. You probably cringe when he hears me say that. Uh, anyway, if you want to follow us at the Squad Room, uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Brian, you can find him at Watkins. That's at W O D K I N S. Uh, though his last name is W A D. K-I-N-S. He did it wad, as we joke about in the show, wadkins. So he's there on Instagram. He posts up some pretty cool stuff every once in a while. Check him out. Uh, shoot him uh, a, a follow and let him know that you appreciate him being on the show. If you have uh, conversations you want to have with me, uh, would love to have those or uh, inspirational uh, messages or ideas for guests or whatever it is, uh, shoot me an email, squadroompodcast at gmail. Com. We'll be back in two weeks with another great episode, and we'll see you then. Take care and take care of each other. Stay safe.